I'm old. You're not. Shut up. <gasps> You're hot. Ravi, get off Grinder. I mean, call me out. Boomer and the Millennial. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so wrong. So, welcome, welcome to, to Boomer and the, the Millennial, Millennial, episode eight. Oh my god, I can't believe it. So this is fun, guys. Um, Tom and I, my husband Tom and I, went to see a show at Out of the Box Theatrics, which is an amazing company that produced Shoes and Baggage, my one-woman show, and which Tom's one-woman show. Thank you. Last summer. And this summer, this spring, they produced Alice Ripley in a one-woman show called The Pink Unicorn. Now, the thing about out-of-the-box theatrics is, is they do site-specific productions. So this production this year was at the little church around the corner. This little church over on, where is the church? It's something like Midtown East. 29th well, yeah. and 5th. And there's this beautiful little almost auditorium, church auditorium in this space that was so perfect for the show. Let me tell you about... What the Pink Unicorn is about. And you're going to understand why this is so important to Boomer and the Millennial. It's written by Elise Fourier Eddy and was directed by Amy E. Jones, starring Alice, Alice Ripley. Ripley. Who, you have... um, who I'm like, literally, I mean, anyone that's in theater should be obsessed with her, but like, Sideshow, Next to Normal. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate fangirl that you can fangirl out at is Alice Ripley, and I've never And you never met, met her. So the minute Tom and I see this play, I know that Ravi must see this play. So let me just tell you what this show is about. Okay, Trisha Lee, played by Alice Ripley, is a Christian widow living in a conservative Texas town. Now her life is suddenly upended when her 14-year-old daughter, you can tell I'm reading this right, Jolene announces she is genderqueer and starting a chapter of the Gay and Straight Alliance at the local high school. In The Pink Unicorn, Trisha recounts her story about facing a crisis she never saw coming at a time when transgender people and gender issues weren't even on her radar. So, hello. It's everything we've been wrestling with this season. It deals with little 14-year-old Allie Stanton talking about her, you know, uh, gay and straight alliance at her Mm -hmm. high school. It deals with you and I wrestling down all this terminology. I saw Trisha, the character in this play, as very much like me in a way, even though I don't live in a small Texas town. But it even deals with, like, the culture of where we are as a society today. Totally. I call up Liz Fleming, who's the artistic director of Out of the Box Theatrics, because I know Robbie has to see this, right? So she says... Great, I'll get you tickets. And I said, and you and I both got this idea that we should interview Alice. Mm. So fast forward, we got the tickets, we're heading out. And we meet up at this like abandoned Starbucks. It, it was real, but it was like boarded <laughs> up and there was the there was no door. Yeah. It would look like oh. the saddest Starbucks ever. I don't know what happened. I tell Ravi to meet me there because we Googled it and it seemed like the closest place to me. And we're doing like off the cuff uh, recording style. So I have my Selfie sticks, plural. I have three of them. Like one of them for my phone for the sound to go into, one for my camera, a backup one just in case you need a backup selfie stick. You never <laughs> Here know. we come with this gigantic backpack. And like trying to be chill when I'm about to meet the Alice Ripley. And the show ends. She comes into the audience, is like talking to a few fans, and then just comes up to us, sits down, and we just started 
going for it. We just start this conversation. And it was really amazing because even with us trying to prep in the little Starbucks before, you realize you just have to sit down and have a conversation with yeah. somebody. So what you're going to hear today is some excerpts from our conversation with Alice Ripley. And I think it's going to be, well, who knows what it's going to be. But I, I hope you, it resonates with you guys the way it did with us. It's an incredible piece of theater if you get a chance to see it again. The Pink Unicorn. It yeah. really sort of brings everything home that we've been wrestling with unknowingly all season. Yeah. So here we go. Let's do it. Get ready for Alice Ripley. Tapping in, though, to having a child that comes out as genderqueer, um, what was the experience like for you? Do you, like, you, don't, do you have children? I don't have children. I, I, have, um, I know some gender... New, you know, some gender fluid people. Some gen- I don't really know the difference between genderqueer and gender... Ravi can tell you. But there's a difference. I mean, I have, I have, I know the world. Wait a minute. What? Okay, Ravi, so let's unpack that, okay? The brilliant Alice Ripley, Tony Award winning Alice Ripley, is playing the role of this mother who's clueless about all this stuff, but we're finding out that even the actress is still struggling. Well, it, it, it's, it's interesting because gender fluid people are gender queer, but not all gender queer are gender fluid. Help so me. gender gender queer is anyone who identifies as non-binary gender. So they could be gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, asexual, intersex, or gender fluid. Gender fluid, for the definition, okay. is people who cannot identify to a single gender or sexual orientation. Um, so a gender fluid one day can be male. That same day can decide in midday that they're female. The, um, you know, whereas the gender queer person is more... Uh, a stagnant. Say more about that. They're stagnant. No, like a, like stagnant as in a gender queer person is a non-binary established. established gotcha. uh, but in that establishment, there's still room for flexibility. Okay. Whereas gender fluid is just completely flexible. If that makes sense, like, like a snake. I get it. I Chameleon. get it. Right. And so for Alice Ripley, the actress, yes. to not really know. I mean, I think that we're all still figuring this out. Like Totally. I, I'm you know, still figuring it out, and I had a whole class with you. Interesting to me, and I would defend Alice in this, uh, the, the, the sort of still not knowing, even though she's been a part of this piece, because of the character that she plays is not knowing and trying to figure it out, as we all are. So I think it's a very sort of honest place for her to live, you know, yeah. in, in, the, in the not still quite understanding it all, because it's where we are, you know, and you're, 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 you're identifying as genderqueer, right? And you're still No, looking... I'm not genderqueer. Not genderqueer. I'm queer. Okay, so define that. Queer and you're my friend, and I still don't understand. Uh, okay, sexuality yes, and okay, gender are two different, two different things. things. So, gender queer, gender fluid is different than uh, me saying than someone saying that they are, are identifying as queer, gay, bisexual, trans. That's Got not it. about gender, right? It's about who you like to have <laughs> sex with. Well, that's very clearly defined. Yeah, which most of us don't understand that definition yet. Well, I it's so also new. It. It's new. It's new for me too. You know. So for those that are confused, just stay with us. Let's get back stay to Alice. Let's get back to Alice. Has to say. Okay. And I have a a, a brother, a stepbrother who who changed his sex a long time. He was one of the first people I ever knew. Oh wow. This was decades ago. Um, and you know, we've remained friends. And and I, I see him now as a woman, 
He's so happy. He's like, he was not happy. He's just so happy and free. I mean, it's been a long time, but um, I, one thing you asked me earlier about getting to know has changed me or how I, you know, yeah. how maybe the materials changed me. It took me, I'll admit that it was not easy to like Trisha hmm. and these other characters. Really? I struggled. A lot. You make her yeah. so In the lovable from the beginning. We, and, and she is so beautifully accepting in her own unsophisticated way mm, from yeah. the beginning. I can see Joe. everybody's and, heart. I can love everybody, why, I think. The, I just don't know how to say it. My husband and I were both so taken with that the first time we saw it, that here's this woman from Texas who just has this huge open heart and nothing is going to get in the way of that love for that child and, right. and supporting her through whatever, even though it is so foreign to you. And that's a beautiful character. It's just so, it just is so necessary for people to hear Trisha, just to hear it, that's all. Yeah. Witness her change so that yeah. we can all believe together that it's possible. Because it is, because it happens every day. And it also happens every day that people kick their kids out. But to my thinking, and I'm a liberated, you know, I was born in the early 60s or whatever, my mother burned her bra. Wait, what? She burned her bra. Why would she burn her bra? Because that's what women did. It's the beginning of the women's lib movement. What is lib? Women's liberation movement. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. This is a generational glitch here. Wait, so why so would they anybody burn from bra? My, well, because anybody that's a baby boomer, anybody that lived through our era knows that the expression burned her bra, we know what that means. We know that means that it was the beginning of the feminist movement, women's liberation, get ri- liberation, get rid of your bra. So there were the people would women would get together and burn their bras as a protest, as a statement on their freedom. Well, the more you know. See, a little boomer and the millennial glitch here. Okay, Uh, back to Alice. Back to Alice. I was raised in Ohio, but I lived in New York for thirty years, and like you know, um, it's time. Yes. For people to hear this and to like to just grow up. (laughs) Exactly. Well, are you really going to say that you're you're going to kick your kid out of your house instead of but the religious part, the religion, I and know. the people that are that are from that town in Texas? So, what advice would you give to that person that has that religion, that has that God, and that can't see past the pages, the certain passages in the Bible, which mm-hmm. was so brilliantly written and and performed in the show? Yeah, that was but great. and there was a lot of like, I am shook by what's happening. But what would your advice be to somebody that is just trying to figure this out, that might have a child that's trans or that doesn't know who they are, that what would you tell them? First of all, I can say this is fact. I'll just take that on. Mm-hmm. This is a true story. It's a fact. I mean, it's just the beginning of the conversation, like what a reviewer said. It's not the conclusion. It's not the definition at all. I mean, of course we're not trying to do that. Of course, and you know, thank you for caring enough to write about it. I really appreciate it, but you know, that person's right. This is the beginning of this conversation. Let's talk about this. I mean, because we're not, we're not going in the direction that most of us really want to go. I think maybe everybody wants to just be loved and have love feel free. But like if you're, if you're trapped in your, if you're trapped in patterns of, of your environment, you know, I guess lower expectations a little bit. Check out your own judgment. I'm saying this to myself. Yeah. I told my friend and I were talking about it today, mm. these things. Check out your own judgment of other people, meaning like, you know, admit that is there. I'll tell you right now, and I 
you probably, I don't know, maybe you agree with me. Like, that's where all the good stuff is. In that's where all the good life stuff is. And yeah. the marrow of what happens in between when somebody right. says something that, that triggers you or, you know, that word's overused, but or like makes you feel like you're suddenly like in an alien world where nobody understands you Not and heard. gets you. Yeah. You can just say the truth without judgment. And like, I think that step is sometimes missing. I think that Trisha is a pretty good communicator. Considering and she speaks her truth yeah. very easily. And she's you know, so, so beautiful about it. Like, like goes for uh, it. Yeah. It's such a it's such a because delicious of Joe, role. I think, I think so such too. A I love it. She I just love the scene. Everything right. from Come her through child. And, and she tells me about the picture day. I just love that right. when I go. Yeah. You know what? I just said, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to help her. I love that. Because I think I really like my daughter. And I, I yeah. love her, but I really like her. And, you know, maybe that's part of the foundation that needs to be worked on, too. Like, can you really respect your kids? Can you respect them as humans? And can, still have faith. And Yes, and can you respect them as free, creative beings, and, as opposed to an extension of your own personality? I'm talking to the parents. Mm. And, you know, I'm not a parent. And nobody's perfect, of course. So we're always trying to get better. But... Can you can you try to get better? Can you try to improve? Can you try to take your faith and you know, see how far you can go with it? Because this what we're doing right now, of shutting doors and going in corners and closing, you know, I, I, it's just I can't. I know. It, it, yeah. Like nothing is nothing is making any sense at Everything's all. Everything's angry. And you're in the. So oh, I'm the first one. He's like you're I'm the, the, the Gen Xer. Yeah. Well, no, I'm actually I'm typical to yeah. Alice. I'm in between baby boomers and Gen X. Yeah, I'm, I'm slipped through the cracks. It's like everything. So like, it was called the me generation, but that was before anybody caught on to anything because it was 1973. Meaning, we don't really like we tend to like do what Trisha does: stand around in a field and let everything happen around right, you. Right, right. Decide ap they said apathy was was our thing too because we came out of the Vietnam War and right, mm -hmm. you know, like all of that and stuff. Everything in the commercial and the the industrial complex was kind of like exploding with television and film and like the me generation was probably like my parents were kind of absent so you learned Busy. you learned to do you figured it you out you learned to yourself. do your own thing too yeah. just mm. like they did yeah so totally different but I have time. ten brothers and sisters so That's wow. so wild so you must That's have had so some wild. pretty deep conversations some open dialogue so no. much I mean I've, it's taken me decades to get used to just the quiet <laughs> do they live do any of them live in New York? No. Not right no. now. No, I'm uh, nobody would. I mean it's like I never thought I would ever live here. Because we grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Right. But um once at a very young age, I mean even after I realized that what I wanted to do, I never thought I would come to New York because I tend to do the opposite of the Zeitgeist just on purpose because that's just my personality. Like if everybody likes you know, if everybody likes a band I decide I don't like them. Right. If everybody likes the vessel, I decide I don't like the vessel. But then I saw Fucking it vessel. and I d fell in love. But then I walked over there. I was like, "This is amazing." What was I thinking? How can I make a decision? Now? But I always like take the. I want to be in the plus or minus. So Broadway, you were like, everyone likes Broadway. I was like, everybody goes to New York. Like all my friends from college when we graduated, they all went to New York. And I remember they're going, "We're sharing a one bedroom, and it's seven hundred dollars a oh month." Can God. you believe it? And like that was that was a lot of money back then. <sighs> I can't I remember believe it. it well. <laughs> when I moved into Chelsea in nineteen ninety-two, the apartment down the block that was this brand new, like one bedroom apartment that was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's probably a million something right now. Because uh, uh, right now yeah, that Chelsea seems like oh we could do that, but back then it was like there's no way we could do that. No way. 
Isn't it amazing? Oh. And that was before the Highline and the Vessel. <laughs> the Vessel. But yeah, the me generation, I don't know. I think that's what it was, but it's funny because I always go, man, we need to get included in the list of generations. Like, nobody talks about ours. They, get, they think really I'm a baby boomer, but I'm not because I was like born in 63. in age range, or like, you know, I think that's interesting. Plus, I'm also are kind of, 64 is like the cutoff. So, so I'm also like, yeah. So I'm also kind of, um, people always think I'm younger than I am. I'm catching up with myself now. Yeah. Well, you look amazing, and you were fantastic at this. Um, I have one more, one yeah, more thing yeah. I just wanted to ask. Uh, so we, we always end our episodes with a challenge. And I know that this incredible show is closing tonight. So the story, for hopefully not too long, will not be told. And hopefully it'll come back and have an amazing run. But in the meantime, what would your challenge be for yourself? It could be something related to this. It could be something personal. It can be because it's Pride Month. Um, whatever it is, what would your challenge be? Is it, is it related to the show? Or it can be with the, the show or in general. You know, I like to go to the Pride and hug people. Like being one of those people that gives out free hugs. I like to. I would like to participate in Pride because I haven't. I have never really participated. I mean, I, I have like walked along, but I mean, as far as like really having to sign this free hugs. I don't know. I think you need to do. I mean, I'd like to participate because honestly, I think it was the pulse tragedy that, that mm. it struck home with me and that I mean I've I've always you know, my my first boyfriends were all gay, you know. I love them so much and, and I, I feel like I've just lived in the community for so it's in my whole life and um and so I didn't I mean I always thought of myself as an advocate, but I think an advocate is active. It's right. not just it's not just how you feel when you go to sleep at night, like how you feel about the LGBTQ community. And what I learned when that pulse tragedy happened, it was just horrific. It was just awful. You know, you put yourself in their shoes and you go, Oh. Okay. So maybe what it is is I need to advocate because maybe people will listen to me or they won't listen to somebody else. Or maybe they'll try something because I asked them to. Whereas somebody else, they wouldn't even give them, for some reason, you know, the respect. Yeah. I'm not saying it's always going to be like that, but there might be a case, you know, where yeah. you could advocate. And so I get you that now. Advocate, ad when you advocate, you're active. It's not just a, a, like a basic idea, philosophy of life. Mm. That's not enough. Because you know, people are being targeted and killed and yeah. shot and beat up and tortured and bullied because of their sexual of their sexual preference and because of their identity. And that is just it should never happen even once. Never even once. And you there can make a difference, Alice Ripley. You can make a difference. You can make that voice heard. Yeah. And let's have this play move on. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. All of the above. All right. So I gotta go buy some Active pride advocates. Yeah, so we're gonna get you. At least there's some rainbow. He's got somewhere. it all. We were there. We'll connect. <laughs> all right, Alice Ripley. Thank, Thank you, Alice. Wait, Wait what? what? <laughs> we just sat with Alice Ripley. I used all three of my selfie sticks, and we just really got to know her and this character and this play and these times. And these times and a play that isn't that what theater is supposed to do? It's supposed to reflect the times. Yeah, I, so, I, I just can't believe it's really was legit 
about what our entire season of our podcast has been. It's been shared, as we like to say. So thank you, Alice Ripley. And thank you, Liz Fleming from Out of the Box Theatrics. And thank you, Robbie Roth. And And thank you, Cheryl Stern. Aren't we cute? As always, if you have any comments. Questions. What am I supposed to say? Concerns. Okay, go ahead. As always, if you have any comments. Questions. Or concerns. Hit us up, email us at boomer and the millennial at gmail.com. And Cheryl, how do you spell millennial? Two L's and two N's. Yes. We love you all. Bye bye.